Welcome to the Calgary Journal's Mental Health Mind Map podcast. In this series, we dive into the complexities of mental health and hear from real-life people with real-life experiences. Thanks to our Calgary partner, the Canadian Mental Health Association, for its role in supporting stories that matter. My name is Patrick. I'm uh, 34 years old and uh, became a dad been almost 22 months ago now. I guess our son, he's going to be two, um, November 25th. That's awesome. And... Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm a systems architect for Shaw Communications, so I sit on a computer all day and work on networking stuff um, with a bunch of other guys. And, you know, it's uh, uh, this topic is not something that I've ever heard talked about, to be honest, which is half the reason why I wanted to do this. Um, a bit of my story is uh, I have uh, suffered from depression and anxiety for my entire adult life, um, kicked in summer after I graduated high school, actually, and uh, it's just been a, well, not, I don't know about an uphill battle since then, but um, definitely a battle. And uh, so going into fatherhood with some uncertainties, it was, um, uh, you, you know, I, I definitely knew the signs to watch out for, to, to see if, uh, you know, if I was sliding down that slope, and uh, I did. Um, Probably not right away. Uh, I probably took, you know, the first two months, you know, you're completely sleep deprived and everything's turned around <laughs> and, true. you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that shock value, it takes longer than I, than I would have thought to, to, to settle down, you know? And so probably for the first solid two months, it was just, just shock treatment, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, after then, though, when things start to settle down a little bit, that's when I really started noticing it hitting when, you know, the, the, uh, and, and I'm going to say sleep deprivation, but, you know, Laura took a lot of the brunt of the sleep deprivation and, and I got to sleep more than she did, full discretion. Um, <laughs> I think it's like that with every, yeah, relationship. yeah. And, um, <laughs> guys get to sleep a lot longer than the girls. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, I, I know with myself, sleep deprivation is not something I cope with all that well. Uh, so having I'm not the only one. Having done, uh, having done night shifts, I know that you know by the by the third or fourth time that you know you're you're working all night, you know that three mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning hits and you know a bit of a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, so probably when when my son Edison was about three or four months old it really started to kick in and uh that's when you know you realize okay this is my new life um the shock of everything that's happened is gone um not to say that there's no except but the excitement is is gone not to say it's not exciting to be a parent but you know a lot of that initial like oh my god we have a baby is 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 over and you just realize, okay, now I'm back at work. I um, am not, still not getting sleep. I, um, you know, I go to work all day, then I come home and it's just baby, 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 try to get some sleep if I'm lucky, you know, three hours solid sleep at a mm-hmm. time. And um, and all that kind of, uh, it just really escalated and... Um, um, I, I know there was some there were some hairy moments there, you know, tested our relationship kind of um, and uh, uh, we've been married now for six years. Five years. Five years, <laughs> yeah. Men hate. Had to count. <laughs> I had to it's, count. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, our rings are actually in for cleaning right now, so that's why we're not wearing our rings. We actually mm-hmm. are married. <laughs> oh, that's um, fun. And uh, I, I just, yeah, it, it was, it was a lot more aggressive, probably than more acute. I'm gonna say than than like regular depression. Regular depression is is you know a little more low key. At least for me, it's mm-hmm. different for everybody. It's a little more kind of subdued even anxiety, but, um, that pressure of like the 24 seven being turned on, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it really amplified things. And one of the things that, that I struggled with the most was none of my coping mechanisms worked anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my coping mechanisms were around downtime. They were around quiet time. They were around sleep and being alone. And um, that disappears. And, and, and yeah, and, anyone who's a parent knows that that is that goes away what completely. Is that? What is yeah. that exactly? Right? No idea what that is. Anymore. And mm-hmm. and so you know all the coping mechanisms I'd acquired over sixteen years of dealing with depression, anxiety myself, um, they didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's when things really really started to take a turn. And um, I, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring this up today, but um, I feel like I have to. There was, there was one day in particular that um, I, I was in a bad place. And um, I had uh, I'd gotten out of work and I had uh, decided that uh, I couldn't go home right away. I was just really freaking out. And uh, I called a relative of mine uh, and, and just kind of spewed some of my some of my um frustrations and you know how some people it doesn't matter how much you love them they will give you bad advice yeah (laughs) um (laughs) that's what happened here you know just out of pure love just gave me the worst advice ever and uh um um yeah i ended up um having a few drinks that night and just just started crying and crying and crying and, and and said some things to Laura that that were just not not nice mm-hmm. and um th- this this memory is burnt into my head of of Laura sitting in the in the, or she was standing in the kitchen on the other side of the island and said sometimes I feel like you would be happier if Edison and I weren't in your life and I I couldn't lie I looked at her and I said I don't know and 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 that's how bad it got mm-hmm. and um and uh yeah it's uh you know it, it's that that that's not me you know um it, it's kind of kind of frightening mm-hmm. and um after that i don't know if i ended up getting counseling right after that or or what we decided to do but uh, me being no stranger to, to counseling, I, I, I seeked out help with the, uh, the Calgary Counseling Center, um, who has been an absolutely amazing resource for me. Um, and uh, Laura's parents were really good too. Like I, at one point, and I don't know if it was during this boat or not, but um, like the way they work is it's on a sliding scale. And so what they decided was, you know, because I made a certain amount of money, my sessions were worth this much per session and and, and I ran out the, mm-hmm. of, of of what my benefits would cover and um, no questions asked Laura's parents cut me a check to say here just mm-hmm. keep going you mm-hmm. know and um, and and so 
um, that that helped a lot. And I think a lot of it is is having to ask those those hard questions, you know, and like um, when you go down that rabbit hole of what would my life look at, like if I decided I couldn't hack this mm-hmm. and, you know, not be part of their lives. And there's just as much as your depression will cause you to ask these questions and make it seem really appealing because all of a sudden all those immediate pressures go away. Um, it, it, you know, imagine your life without that now. And, and, and I certainly can't, I mean, I don't know how old your, your, your kid is, but our, ours is 22 months and he is so much fun. Like oh, yeah. so <laughs> much fun. Yeah, it's we, uh, it's unreal. Yeah, we have uh, two actually. Oh, you have two. Oh, yeah, awesome. a little uh, little three year old girl and a and a one year old boy, Malia and Cruz. Um, it's it's just really interesting to to hear your story because it's 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 similar to the kind of thing that I went to, but not to the same extent. I I never really grew up with depression. I I had a good home stay-at-home mom always had someone there for me um so i had a i had a pretty good life but obviously when you start growing up and realizing that life maybe necessarily isn't the greatest after high school like you mentioned and things you know start to start to go sideways every now and then you have to learn to cope like you said and my my coping was sports i love sports i love watching sports i played football in high school and and that was just mostly my my way of kind of escaping. I never necessarily liked video games or, or, uh, or being alone or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was, that was kind of like my thing. And, and I guess just to introduce, uh, introduce myself, I'm Brad Peterson and, and, uh, you know, I grew up in Calgary most of my life and, um, and, uh, but now we're living in, in Lethbridge, Alberta. Uh, just uh, found another uh, job opportunity down there to help me progress in my goal of becoming a police officer, which is uh, something that I've I've wanted to aspire to be ever since I was a kid. I've always liked playing cops and robbers, um, and uh, and I really um, enjoy helping people. But you can't help people until you can figure out how to help yourself. Um, so I guess my story is is with our first with our first our daughter. Um, I never had depression with her because my wife kind of took the the blunt of that. With Malia, our first, you know, you had to take care of her. You had to give her, you gave her her first bath. You connected with her that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the nurse taught you how to give her a bath and mm-hmm. things. And it was very sweet for me to watch mm-hmm. you actually do that. But, um... I guess I'll share a little bit of my story since I'm already talking. Um, I'm, I introduced myself as Heather Peterson. So I had my first, our first daughter when I'm at three weeks early um, because I had preeclampsia. And so we went and my water broke. We were going to go see the doctor, then my water broke anyways. So we're like, well, let's just go to the hospital. <laughs> and... We had our baby that yeah. around five or so. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so what the doctors didn't tell me was I had something called HELP syndrome, H E L L P, and so uh, it's easier to look that one up and <laughs> describe it. But um, it's a you know 
Along with preeclampsia, it's a life-threatening to baby and mom. But I didn't know that till I looked at the records a couple years, like two years later, mm -hmm. I found out that I had that. And so that was just kind of scary to me because after the C-section, two days later, we were in the NICU and uh, my, my oldest brother, I'm like, I'm a child of eight kids, nine kids, so... Um, and the baby, but my oldest brother called me and he said that my mom had wanted to die. And uh, so I had to fight my doctor to tell me um, so that I could go to Lethbridge Hospital and see my mom before she passes. I, I kind of had to step up and just not complain because what my wife was going through was uh, something way more difficult than I could have ever gone through. She, her, her mom, like my mother-in-law passed away a, exactly a week after our, our child was born. <clears throat> so I kind of had to put my stresses and my worry aside and, and focus on her. And, and with our first child, we had a a C-section, so she wasn't able to lift anything for a couple of weeks. So I, I really took it upon myself to be the man, quote unquote, and not have these these feelings of anxiety or stress or depression. And I and I fought through it really hard, even though there were some nights. But come with our second child, um, it just kind of just all just like when it rains, it pours, kind of thing. It's interesting. I'm Laura. I'm Patrick's wife. Um, because you were saying about it doesn't always we don't always think of it affecting men and I remember Patrick you know, when you're leaving the hospital they give you all this paperwork and mm -hmm. you know postpartum depression here's the things to watch for and Pat was like a hawk watching me like is she depressed is she depressed <laughs> right? my brother told me to do that too yeah. actually when he had his kid he's like watch your wife she'll get postpartum I guarantee it exactly and turns out I was the one you know was... yeah and that's kind of what happened he was on me like a hawk and uh, thankfully that wasn't something that that I experienced like of course you struggle with things anyways but it I didn't sink into like a deep depression in any way. Um, so it really, they don't give any kind of material about that. They don't warn you, hey, maybe your husband's going to struggle right now too. And it's all very mm -hmm. mother focused, which is important mm -hmm. because it's mm -hmm. a huge, it's a huge uh, thing to take on. It's, it's, it's huge becoming a mother. But I've started to learn that the birth of a baby is really exciting and and the start of that new life is really exciting but with the birth of a baby comes the birth of a mother and the birth mm -hmm. of a father mm -hmm. or whatever that you know guardian structure looks like and that is a huge responsibility and so that really wasn't something that any anybody had ever said to me and I'd never read anything about that and I think that that's where we got caught off guard is because we didn't expect that to happen to Patrick mm -hmm. at all. I had a full-on identity crisis. Like, yeah. I, I, I yeah. looked at Laura one day. It's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And she gave the most interesting answer. She looks at me. She's like, you're Patrick with the baby. And I'm like, <laughs> what? It's, so it's like, it literally, it was so simple. And yet I was just like, I, I, I could not compute that. Like, mm -hmm. it just didn't make sense that I could mm -hmm. be the same person, but with a baby. Like, I don't know that if that was me, helpful or not. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, st I still remember it, yeah. right? Yeah. It was interesting. It was like, there was something in my brain that just didn't let me believe that like mm -hmm. I couldn't be me and a dad at the same time like mm -hmm. it just wasn't and that was so sad because it was like uh, I felt it, 
in that way, it was like a loss for me because I'd gained this baby who I loved so much. But I was like, how is it possible that by gaining this baby, I've lost my husband Mm -hmm. because he wasn't acting Mm -hmm. like the man that I married. And I always knew that when I found somebody there, I was going to choose somebody who I knew would be a great father and a great partner. Mm -hmm. And anytime Patrick uh, ever felt maybe like he wasn't sure about having kids you know, I always said to him, I would have never married you if I didn't think that you'd be an exceptional father mm-hmm. to any children we have. And it was so, I, there was so much grief for me around that because I I was thinking like this, I married him, you know, for so many reasons and that was one of them. And now I'm losing that side of him and mm-hmm. I'm losing like the fun, lighthearted side of Patrick that I love so much. And he's an exceptional human being. And it was, but that was really hard to see during those times Mm -hmm. and that was so sad and i you know as patrick said we had sometimes you have to have those really frank conversations and there are conversations i never thought we'd have where i i literally just i think kind of to expound on patrick's i said i feel like you just don't want to be here with us Mm -hmm. and he told me i think you said i said that exact thing to one of my coworkers today i don't want to go home to them Mm -hmm. and it was you know, heartbreaking for me, but I, I was in kind of like a protective mama mode at that time where I just kind of had to say, okay, let's get down to business. And I was basically preparing myself to be a single mother. There's a huge stigma still around mental health. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when I started, I mean, I, I remember, um, when I was still a teenager, actually, I, um, uh, I was really struggling and my mom was, my mom was really scared, you know, mm-hmm. still living at home and she ended up bringing me to the Rocky View and I ended up getting hooked up with some counseling way back then too. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was before, like my mom just had no idea what to do with me. Like mm-hmm. here's this kid who's, you know, like just, she had no experience with it because in her background and my dad's background, you don't talk about that kind of stuff. You, mm-hmm. you know, like, 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 exactly the, like the, my parents the do. infamous, the infamous mm-hmm. term around my house was just get over it. Yep. And I cannot tell you how unhelpful that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, and, uh, you know, there's certain initiatives in the last, um, you know, 16 years mm-hmm. since I've become aware of all this that have been huge for, for spreading the word. Like, um, Bell Let's Talk Day is probably the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I, I can't tell you how much good that has done and it's much more acceptable now to say, Hey, you know, I'm taking a mental health day at work or, mm-hmm. or whatever that may be. Um, but you know what? It's still, this world is still not a safe place mm-hmm. to say that. I don't mm-hmm. tell most people that, you know, I've mm-hmm. been on antidepressants for the last six years. I don't mm-hmm. tell people I've struggled with this. Some of my close friends know, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of my old managers, um, I've told, mm-hmm. I haven't told my current manager yet, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, uh, it's, it's because that stigma is still there, you know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they won't, they might not say it to your face, mm-hmm. but it will change the way that they some people you. perceive you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yesterday, um, much to my surprise, actually, I told two people at work, one of them is my really good buddy. So, you know, that, but, but another guy was just a casual acquaintance at work that, you know, I was doing this podcast today. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know paternal you know, he has two kids. He didn't know paternal postpartum was even a thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. even really. We didn't even really realize it. I think. Are you part of that postpartum support group on Facebook? Is that how you and heard Cal- about this? Yeah, with them. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's this postpartum support group mm-hmm. in that's based out of Calgary here, and I haven't actually gone to any of the events that they do yet. I keep meaning Me to, but I just haven't. But that 
that group is incredible and it's all I think it's all women mm-hmm. um but I think it was something posted in there that I might have seen where all of a sudden I was like this is a thing men can get postpartum depression and I showed it to Patrick and it was you know you have the list of all the all the things to look for and it was like check 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 <laughs> oh that must so- where I saw mine too I don't remember yeah. and then you know going through postpartum at the time for Brad I didn't think you know, you don't think that you're going through it when you're going through it. Yeah. And you don't really get it. But then, you know, I read that. I think that's where I read it. And, uh, yeah, I even talked about it. like, you know what? I think you had postpartum depression. And I see all the signs now. Mm-hmm. And it makes complete sense because, like you were saying, you're preparing to become the single mom. And that's exactly how I felt a lot of the time mm-hmm. when he would be in the bathroom for an hour Mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. give me that, <laughs> but um yeah that's what I I told him and I said I don't you know we're in a marriage we're in a relationship you're the dad too and I don't want to be a single mom when there's two of us it's interesting too I was just thinking you know you you almost expect or you know to watch for that in in the mother in the woman but you don't expect to watch for that in the man plus I think as the mom, I don't know, I can't speak for every mom, but I know for me, I kind of had blinders on to almost everything except for this little baby because Mm -hmm. they're so needy. They're totally helpless. You have no clue what you're doing. I think that's what complicates it is, you know, for for women, people are watching for those signs in women, but people either don't know to watch for that in men or the, the closest person to you presumably is your partner. And that person, you know, me, for example, I wasn't, I didn't know to watch for it, nor was I really in a place to watch for it because I was so focused on, you know, trying trying to get breastfeeding to happen or trying mm-hmm. to get baby to sleep, which are incredible struggles for so many people. Mm-hmm. And okay. and and so Pat didn't even stand a chance to have me watching and keeping an eye out for those things because I was so focused on Edison. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think that's wrong on my behalf, but it, it's just it's I think it's just pretty natural. But mm-hmm. it works out to really not be in the favor for for these fathers who are experiencing male postpartum depression because you don't have people looking out for you in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I, I that actually bring that actually reminds me of um I don't know if you ever got the phone calls from the hospital or like from the nurses or whatever, but every time that, you know, I don't remember exactly why they called us or anything like that, but I remember a few times they called and they're like, hey, can I speak with your wife? Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Why not? Why not me? <laughs> you know, how yeah. are you doing? I don't think they, they, I think they were just asking like, hey, how are you doing, Brad? Good, thanks. Yeah, is uh, wife, Heather there? Is mm-hmm. your wife there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I just need to talk to her about this and this and that mm-hmm. and that. So we got a few phone calls from the hospital. I don't know if you guys did. Um, like from, from nurses, from the public health nurses, yeah, from, yeah. yeah, from the public health nurses, yeah. yeah. So, but um, but yeah, maybe that that would have been nice for me to be able to say something along the lines of, "This is hard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a struggle." Um, but there, and I, I fully understand why they why they do it for you know the um, for the mother because that you know I didn't give birth, I didn't have to put my body through those nine mm-hmm. months of struggle, I didn't have to go through all those emotions. Um, the way that she had to go through them, but it would be nice for someone to check up on me. Yeah. Even though the first time I never really had to be checked up on, the second time I was definitely feeling this would have been nice to talk about with yeah. someone who's neutral, who's just kind of there to say, hey, how's it going? And then you can express feelings that maybe 
you know, other people may take as weak or as insignificant. But it would have been nice to have the phone call saying, hey, I want to speak with the father. Yeah. I feel like they should phone and ask each person mm -hmm. about themselves, but also their partners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because what, you know, as a, even as a mom, if you have postpartum, you probably don't even necessarily recognize that yourself yeah. or as the dad, if you have postpartum. And mm -hmm. so how much, how much would it have helped if, if a public nurse had asked me, mm -hmm. how's Patrick doing? How's have you doing with this? Have you seen yeah. any struggles? Have there been any problems? I That would have been enlightening for me. And maybe that would have helped to kind of stop this a little sooner or mm -hmm. allowed me to better support him. Mm -hmm. I think the system's really geared towards single mothers, to be honest. When I look at the paperwork, when I look at how the nurses, the questions they ask, everything is designed to get the father out of the picture as easily as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, at least that's that's what that was my opinion and and you know what i i know people who that has been the case mm -hmm. so there is need for that but mm -hmm. it definitely felt like like i was just an accessory you mm -hmm. know did you feel like and that was how you were personally treated or are you more do you mean through the paperwork and through the paperwork and the nurses were all really good actually mm -hmm. um it, it's especially just just you know like the paperwork signing his name and stuff like that like i don't even think my signature was needed to name him no no like like, like that that's <laughs> no. that's how that that's kind of the tone that they mm -hmm. send to us everything's geared towards the woman and, and and after a while that that just took its toll on me because i mm -hmm. felt like i had no business being part of this mm -hmm. you know whether that's the actual message being put across like, like probably not but that that's how i internalized it at least yeah mm -hmm. no that's fair i i personally haven't gone through any sort of experience like that but definitely there are those those dad jokes mm -hmm. out there um, oh, did where, daddy dress her today? Yeah, did daddy do her hair and, and whatnot Probably. and stuff like that. And, and to be honest, yeah, sometimes I do and it looks terrible. <laughs> um, he has done her hair once. I did her hair was, once uh, and that was bad. Quite interesting. Yeah, that was, yeah. My biggest was... pet peeve is, is dad babysitting. Mm -hmm. Yes, no. that is. Yeah, the there's no. Dads don't babysit. Yeah. That's that parent. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, but I, I do agree with you in, in that because I, I was just, going thinking about both of my both of my kids and all of the questions a few were geared towards me but most of them were geared towards heather obviously it being through a, a pregnancy one time c-section and another um just a regular v-back yeah, birth hmm. um you know that you know she she's she's experienced both and i can definitely understand why that a lot of the focus is on them as well mm -hmm. uh, but it would be nice to have some sort of material gearing towards fatherhood like it ain't easy mm -hmm. um, especially nowadays with you know everything being so much more expensive and you know and and just trying to figure out life in such a changing world whereas I even when I was growing up I don't think it was that different from you know from people's point of view everyone kind of had the same point of view on on topics and things like that and you know the father kind of had that role of just being the father the father does this the woman does that but now with you know things being changing and and, and you know people being more accepting of different social roles i also feel like some, you know that sort of aspect of being a mother goes both ways with also being a father mental illness used to just be oh he's crazy yeah like literally yeah right and it's uh it's always interesting because like some of the stigma is still there but it's it, a lot of it it's because it's stuff we don't understand mm -hmm. somehow it became it became cool to be 
like tough, you mm-hmm. know. So so you know, and it's uh, it was it was okay for a woman to be emotional, but not a man. I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know what? There's nothing in our brains that makes men less emotional. For that reason too, is just to make it aware that, you know, depression is a is a real thing in men, especially after postpartum. That postpartum depression is a, is a real thing, um, and it's just learning to cope with that. Not necessarily cope. Overcome it and just and 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 figure out a way that best suits you to handle the pressures of being this new father. Because it's much easier to ignore. It's mm-hmm. much easier to let mom handle it. It's much easier to say, you know what? There are programs out there. There's something out there, you know that that'll help the kid out later. No, that shouldn't be the case. Um, that's what most people are scared of is, oh, once I say this, no one's going to look at me the same way. People will treat me differently. People will treat me differently, right? Mm-hmm. But it's amazing how empowering it can be, mm-hmm. you know, when you share that and then, you you know, the other person just, like, can't even believe you've just shared this, you mm-hmm. know? It's 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 shocking to them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what I've found is that with those kind of people, they're so shocked – they don't, they don't react the way you think they will, mm-hmm. you know, they may not react much, but they're not going to treat you differently mm-hmm. because they don't know, they don't know what to do, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? That's true. So it's, uh, yeah, it's so, so, you know, so why, why am I doing this is because I'm, I, I, I I've, I've kept, I'm not going to say I've kept this hidden or that I've kept my depression hidden, but I, I definitely don't talk about it openly to a lot of people like to people I trust I will open up Mm -hmm. almost every time Mm -hmm. but I don't I don't broadcast it out and and I I don't know if I should or not Mm -hmm. I you know I don't know if people want to hear that I don't know if that's more self-serving or if um you know that's just what people are waiting for is more people to say hey this is what I went through and for them to say oh um you know I feel that way too (laughs) yeah me too you know yeah and, um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think going through all that, I just wanted somebody to tell me, you know, what you're feeling is normal. It's mm. okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. What you're feeling is normal. Had somebody, if, had somebody been able to tell me that in the throes of it, you know, like I went through that and that is normal for this part of your, t- your life. Mm-hmm. That would have changed everything. Mm-hmm. But I, nobody told me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you just have to be the first to say, you know what, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's fine because I never thought that I would go through, you know, something like that as well as, you know, just being as distant as I was of of Cruz. And and, uh, I never thought that I would do that. But it's different stages in, in your life and people handle them differently. 